This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Munchkin, speaking to the Mariana Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. I'm here to discuss Yom Kippur coming up in just a couple of days. We are in the middle of a three-week season of holidays. We began with Rosh Hashanah. On the 10th day from Rosh Hashanah, we have Yom Kippur. And then just a few days after that, we have Sukkot, followed by Simchas Torah. Those three weeks are the vital three weeks of the year for us to peer beneath the surface of the physical and material world. You see, the physical and material world are, on the one hand, our reality. But what they conceal is the vast potential and the infinite power to individuality and to each element of existence. So we use this three-week period of time to, ben- to peer beneath the surface of concealment to s- kind of zoom out to see a bigger picture. So we zoom in below the surface and we zoom out beyond the surface. These modalities of zooming in and zooming out in Kabbalah are called Mimale Kalalmin and Solvev Kalalmin. Mimale means to fill the world which means that no matter how deep and zoom in you go into any physical or material part of the world, you will find a deeper level of energy that is concealed by it. Take example, any physical thing is being held together by, as we explain through science, through gravity, and this gravitational pull is what keeps matter in check. When you zoom out, however, You don't see the small things on Earth taking effect by material and gravitational pull. You see an unbelievable universe and cosmos all part of a grander, larger gravitational pull. That is called sovave. Sovave means what surrounds and provides energy from the outside. These ideas of mimali and sovave, of what fill things with energy and what surround things with energy, represent that there is a force to each element of existence that has what you see and what you don't see, what you understand and what you don't necessarily understand, or let's call it what is within your rational understanding or what is within your super-rational understanding. It's connected on a more ethereal front. Yom Kippur is a day, the only day of the year, where we step back from the existence as rational slash material, and we recede into the world of supra-rational and potential, into the infinite potential of everything that exists. You can call Yom Kippur the day where we finish birth, or a day where we extend the birthing process of our life. When you are born, a lot of the work of your own birth is not done by you or even your soul, your subconscious, your force. Yes, you already have that survival power, that, re- that, that, that connection from potential to reality. But ultimately, you are a product of the womb you were born in and the energy that held you and formed you and created you, the partnership of of, of the evolving spirit of the human being put into physical material form and held by your mother and brought into the world, this is the physical birth that you've experienced. But there is a part of you that needs to be birthed and brought into the world through your own doing, that needs to be brought in through your own maturity and your own sense of purpose and meaningful life and reality. And that is what we do on Yom Kippur. We spend a day thinking about birthing the deeper part of ourselves into the world. We have the part of ourselves that we see our body. 
We have the part of ourselves that is a little more removed, our consciousness. We have the part of ourselves that we try to work with, our subconscious. And when we go even beyond that, we have a soul, which would be described in this case beyond the subconscious as an energy that is constantly sending you inspiration to exist, to thrive, to survive, to be your individual self. That power, that yearning, that desire is what feeds our true pleasure and what feeds our true sense of individuality to grow into our fullest self. So there's this most incredible sense of power that is deeply within the soul that is there to inspire you. The soul is filtered through five layers. The first and most obvious layer is the body itself, or what we call the unexplainable elements of our physical nature. For example, the idea that we don't have synthetic blood is connected very nicely to the idea in the Torah that says, Ki hadam huanefesh, that the blood, the reason for its struggle with synthesis, is because there's a soul element to it, that the soul resides in the blood and is there in the body. Hence, uh, in feminine energy, where we say that we're able to bring soul deeper into feminine reality, into creation, the blood will turn into milk in order to feed the child and in order to transfer the energy of soul into the next being. Hence, that deep connection and bonding with the skin-to-skin connection of bringing a child into this world. Whereas... In our spiritual level of soul, that would be the lowest, quote, level or the lowest filter to see what soul is. The highest filter of soul is called yechida. Yechida means oneness. And the idea is, is that there is a layer of self that remains one no matter what happens to us in our life. There is a level of self that is contained in this nucleus as it relates to infinite energy, the energy that is fused into existence for constant expansion and growth and the constant ability to include new life and new possibilities. That energy known as oneness is what we have that we have a very difficult time accessing all year. It's one of those levels of self that we go to therapy for or sometimes don't understand or feel misunderstood. It's a part of us that is deeply receded within self that is even beyond the parents that brought you into this world. It's beyond the teachers that formed your minds. It's beyond the information that you filled your vessel with. It's beyond the energy that is consumed by your heart and pumps throughout the world. It is an energy that belongs solely to you, and it is where you and infinite energy connect, or you might say where you and God have common space. This element of Yechida only comes out once a year on Yom Kippur. So that's really what Yom Kippur is about. It's a day to believe in ourselves, to believe in the hope that we can be more than we are, that we can birth our bigger part of our reality and consciousness into the physical world. This Yom Kippur, take a time, take a moment to just simply think about what you're able to bring into reality. What is the new vibes that you're able to live with and bring into your world? And let the Yechida permeate the whole reality that you live in. Think about the origin of Yom Kippur. So although this concept of Yom Kippur always existed because something that remains true in one day is was true in the past and will be true in the future. So this idea that you have a part of yourself that is unviolated by the world, unformed by others, and is uniquely yourself, and its function is there for you to draw into the world and birth a deeper sense of individuality, 
So although Yom Kippur was always in existence, the day the holiday became created was a day of compassion. The day of compassion was when the Jewish people were struggling after Egypt to see a monotheistic, ethereal, unseen, unphysical God. Shedding anthropomorphic layers is really difficult. When we start learning about life, we learn based on our touch, based on our feel and sense of smell and hearing. We use all of our physical senses to understand our reality. But there is a deeper reality that is unaffected by these physical things. It's that level of yechida within every element of the world, a sense of energy that is independent of these external realities. So when the Jewish people left Egypt, a society built on God being Pharaoh and about a hierarchy of slaves remain slaves, people born into whatever environment they are stay that environment. So essentially, they were not just a society where Jewish people were slaves, but all of Egyptian society was in a form of slavery, being stuck in a total dictator, autonomous system that allowed for growth only for the pharaohs, and everyone else had to fit into that sense. And when the Jewish people left Egypt, they broke that mold. But nevertheless, their ability to go beyond the anthropomorphic, the beyond calling God a physical form, seeing energy as something ethereal, that was a long journey. And the journey really began with Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur was the day where divine compassion was revealed. Moses speaks about it in the form of, what is compassion? Is compassion kindness? Is compassion discipline to not cast judgment? What ultimately is compassion, Moses asks, and what is revealed to Moses and what is given to our people and what we hold on to all these years on Yom Kippur is that compassion is when we're able to recognize that beyond what the circumstance seems to be, there is a deeper circumstance. And that deeper circumstance is in need of the ability to see it for more than what it's going through. To give compassion means to not say I'm giving kindness because I want to be kind. Compassion is reading the situation and recognizing that there's always going to be parts of this scenario that are beyond me. And because they're beyond me, just like there's a part of myself that is beyond my troubles and beyond even my day-to-day self. And when you reach to that place, a place beyond self, beyond material reality, and you reach to a place of ultimate potential, you reach to a place of ultimate infinite energy that people are able to constantly go beyond themselves, repair even the most challenging of scenarios, you get to a place of deep hope. And within hope is the yearning and the desire for sustainable pleasure, for sustainable connection, for sustainable individual self that is there as an asset to the rest of creation. So this is what Yom Kippur became. Yom Kippur became a day where we're able to really harness the sense of oneness, the sense of being that otherwise sometimes remains elusive. But when we bring it in on Yom Kippur, it brings us energy and feeds us for the whole entire year ahead. So when it comes to Yom Kippur, let's not think of it as a day where we don't eat and maybe don't wear physical clothing or a day that we absolve ourselves from the regular workday. Think of it the other way around. It's a day where we try to identify ourselves independent of these external realities. It's a day where we try to connect to our infinite energy within us that existed before we were born into this material term and material form. And it's something that every year on Yom Kippur, we draw, we birth a little more of ourselves into a deeper reality. And each year we have this incredible opportunity through compassion, 
through seeing things larger than what they are, to challenge ourselves to have more hope than we've had the year before, to believe even deeper in our ability to grow and maximize our potential on earth. Wishing you an amazingly meaningful Yom Kippur, a day to really experience yourself in a higher level than you've ever experienced yourself before. I would love for you to join me in Venice Beach. If you're around, please send me a message for our holiday service. Otherwise, I look forward to continuing the conversation of these three weeks of holidays so that we take this time and we store up incredible energy for the year ahead. And Moses took the staff of God And Moses took the staff of God said to Moses, grip that staff in your hand. God said to Moses, grip that staff in your hand.